something, barbarian? The sun sword. It's gone. He was slinging pawns at a B&B when he had an epiphany. And make a part in about time too about not playing the NDE. It was free for all, and I heard him say, he bought my borderlands. But just sit back and let Spencer do his trick, cause you're incapable AMs. Hello and welcome to Keep Off The Borderlands. My name's Spencer, aka Free Thrall, and today I wanted to talk about... Well, what's the opposite of the elephant in the room? The mouse in the shadows? Or even the grey mouser in the shadows? Oh yes. That's where we're headed, people. Hey, Spencer, Jason here. It seems like, Lucy, I have some explaining to do about thieves and my feelings about thieves. I think once thieves have been introduced into the game as a core class, as part of the game, and the power to do those things thieves do, is unfairly stripped from the other character classes, then yes, you need to have a thief. I, I am not disputing that thieves are useful and need to be part of the party once the game gives them powers that everybody should have. So I'm not arguing that. My problem is, you know, the game started without thieves, and all these things you say you can't do without thieves, players did perfectly well, without thieves until thieves were introduced. So if they did fine with before thieves showed up and then thieves show up and strip away, you know, the opportunity to do things from all the other character classes, then you have to excuse me if I bore some resentment against thieves for that reason. The other problem with playing thieves, you might not remember this, but the last character that I created and played in Dave's OSE game was a thief. And somebody, um, could it have been just, shot that thief in the back and shot them down like a dog. It, it was very, very, um, what's the word I want here? I don't know. I'm sure you can pull a word in. Um unceremonious but I don't hold a grudge I, I don't have any bad feelings towards Just for shooting my thief in the back you know he just helped show that why I shouldn't have played a thief you know but no in all seriousness I agree in modern D&D and in like I say from you know the basics on Yes, you need a thief. Yes, because the game has stripped away the ability from the other classes to do thiefy things. You need to have a thief. If you go back to the way it was originally, or you go back to, you know, like 
um, delving deeper without thieves, you can play the game perfectly fine without thieves because everybody else can do everything a thief can do. So I guess that's my issue with it. But whatever. Anyway, it's good to hear you back on the air. Thank you for those messages, Jason of Nerds RPG Variety Cast. Now, those messages fry up a few questions for me. Questions that I feel deserve further exploration. So indulge me as I attempt to teach my grandmother how to suck eggs. I just wanted to add that it might sound as if I'm being condescending at points in this episode. That is not my intention. It's just my attempt to make what I'm saying sound entertaining. That's my excuse, and I'm sticking with it. Okay, let's go. So, the plan was to do a bit of research, read a few PDFs, you know, inform myself and put together a a considered response. But that hasn't happened. And um, (laughs) as I'm struggling to find the time to do that, what I thought I would do was just launch into what's been going around in my head and perhaps maybe allow my future self to either clarify or refute anything I share with you here. So, as you probably all know, in original Dungeons & Dragons, the 1974 version, the three brown books, the white box, the brown box, the wood box, whatever it was called, there were only three playable classes. The fighting man, the magic user, and the cleric. The thief didn't turn up as a playable class until the first supplement for original Dungeons & Dragons, Greyhawk, which was released in 1975, I believe. Now, the thief, as a core class character, didn't appear until Holmes Basic was released in 1977, just prior to the release of Advanced Dungeons & Dragons. Now, Holmes Basic was created when Advanced D&D was already being developed and it was created as an introduction to Advanced D&D. So to pin the appearance of the Thief as a core class character on Basic D&D seems a little unfair as I imagine it was already well established in Advanced D&D even though Holmes Basic was released prior to advanced Dungeons & Dragons. Now, whether Jason's dissatisfaction with the Thief is to do with what basic D&D subsequently did with that class, I've yet to find out. Now, Jason mentions Delving Deeper, which is a retro clone of original D&D where the thief the thief is present as an optional class as it is in the white box fantastic medieval adventure game an iteration of swords and wizardry and because the class is optional 
it stands to reason that it couldn't possibly be taking anything away from the pre-existing core classes. The skills the thief possesses are primarily things that the original classes couldn't do anyway. These are very special abilities. Things like move silently, picking locks, disarming traps, climbing sheer surfaces. I think it's safe to assume that these are all things that any other character wouldn't have been able to do. And that what the thief allows is essentially some optional shortcuts through a dungeon. So... The ability to pick locks means that you don't have to noisily break down a door or you don't have to spend ages hunting around for a key. The ability to climb sheer surfaces, again, means that things that were once obstacles can now be traversed. As with disarming traps, rather than just finding a trap and then having to find a way around the trap, you can disarm the trap, allowing safe passage and move silently obviously any character can sneak but there's always a possibility that their presence can be detected if a thief is successful with their use of the move silently skill then no one is going to be able to hear them coming and these are all unique skills which were not previously available to characters so in that instance the thief isn't robbing any other class of anything i realize i missed out backstab there which suggests to me that you know your D thief is almost like a ninja character than just some rogue and it's no wonder that they are capable of feats that are not possible by characters who have spent their time concentrating on other skills. So I certainly don't have any problem with the idea that thieves can do things other characters can't. But the idea that because the thief can do particular things, it's somehow robbing those other classes of things that they could previously do, because that clearly isn't the case at this stage at any rate. Now, I don't know much about Advanced D&D or Homes Basic, so I'm going to have to look into that and see if that sheds any more light on the matter. So I looked at Homes Basic from 1977, and yes... The thief, as suggested in Greyhawk, doesn't appear to have changed significantly. What's interesting is the suggestion that a thief might steal from his own party. Now, I understand that's quite possible, but to have that as a suggestion for how to play the thief, I thought, (laughs) well, I was surprised to see that. The thing that really sticks out to me, I suppose, is hiding in shadows. You look at hiding in shadows in 
Holmes Basic, you look at it in advanced D&D, first edition, and it appears that only the thief can hide in shadows. But then you look at the, I was going to say, then you look at the halfling, and it appears that the halfling has a better chance of hiding in shadows. But that's not actually mentioned in Holmes or AD&D. That is in Moldvay Basic, BX Basic, from 81. And it appears that halflings have a better chance of hiding in shadows. Two in six at level one, opposed to the 10% chance that a thief has. But there is a difference here. Halflings can only hide in shadows if they don't move. Whereas thieves can move while hidden in shadow. Also, also I noticed in advanced D&D that halflings are said to be able to move silently as long as they're not wearing metal armour. And I can't see this referenced anywhere else not in the subsequent versions of basic maybe in second edition but i won't be going there i'm just looking at these earlier iterations of the rules so by the time we get to mulvey basic it's only thieves that can move silently i mean for me i would consider that you know shadows being what they are everybody should at least have some chance of being able to hide in shadow as long as they aren't moving and halflings being half the size get double the chance and that i guess we you know we're getting into fudgy territory here it suggests to me that the thief had a one in six chance of hiding in shadow along with everyone else but there's also the possibility for them to move within the shadows and remain hidden that's the difference and this is the problem once things start getting more codified once you start coming up with rules for specific situations then you have to start worrying about all other kinds of specifics all other variations and situations you keep rules loose more general and you can apply them more broadly more and fairly across all kinds of situations so yeah i guess at the end of the day i'm still struggling a little to see what it is the thief is taking away from other players i can only really see this being a problem once you start getting into module and adventure design where you can only negotiate particular situations if you have a thief in your party and i guess that that's where things become problematic and i'm sorry but i'm not going to start reading all the modules so uh, i guess that's my takeaway and i will you know hands up this is me essentially riffing off what i've already heard daniel norton of bandits keep talking about on youtube so please look up his video on the defence of the basic D&D thief. So in summary, my conclusion is as long 
as you're not playing an adventure that relies on characters performing some of the almost superhuman feats that a thief is capable of doing, then the other classes are not at a disadvantage. So, so yeah. Once again, thanks for those messages, Jason. Really uh, sent me down a very interesting rabbit hole, given it's a well-trodden path and many have been down there before me. And I, I appreciate that you may not agree with my conclusion, but um, certainly gave me plenty to think about and uh, gave me an excuse to put together another episode. And I'm always very grateful for that. Well, that's about enough from me, I think. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you so much for your calls. If you want to leave me a message, please contact me via the anchor link in the description. You can always email me or leave me an audio message at spencer.freeforall at gmail.com. There's a Facebook page for Keep Off the Borderlands. You can find me on Twitter and MeWe on the Audio Dungeon Discord and various other places on Discord as Free Thrall. I'd also like to thank TJ Drennan for the wonderful music he provides. And it just remains for me to say, take it away, TJ. Warning, if celebrating the sound of dice hitting the table and pondering the meaning of the many acronyms within your player's handbook doesn't cure that burning sensation, please see your doctor.